Hello, welcome to Upon Arrival. This is episode five in our launch week. If you didn't catch the last episode, number four, do listen to it. We had El Quang, founder of Untangled, who shared some tips on how we need to connect in ways that match our trust level. I thought it made perfect sense. In this episode, we're speaking with someone whom I communicate with on a fairly regular basis. She has been covering the business events tourism industry for more than a decade, moving up from reporter to group editor for one of the region's leading travel trade publishing names, TTG Asia. And under her charge, TTG Mice magazines won several gold awards for business travel journalism. She is, in fact, the editor I report to. And thankfully, I can say she's not a terrible boss to work for. And that's Karen Yue, joining us shortly from Singapore. Karen, I'm so pleased you could join me. How are you? Hi, Adeline. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really great today. <laughs> well, I promise I'm not trying to gain brownie points, but I suspect that you've always loved writing because I think people can kind of tell that you enjoy it. Yeah, I really do enjoy writing. I think that's the, uh, the, the one dream I, I, I have uh, since I was a kid. So I'm really happy that I'm able to fulfill it so soon, um, you know, early part of my life. Were you one of those school kids that kept getting A pluses for creative oh, no, writing in English all. class? No, really? No, no, <laughs> no. I was a very conservative writer in, in school. I mean, you know, with um, Singapore schools, you tend not to stand out as much as you can. I mean, maybe it's an Asian culture. I'm not sure. So, yeah, my, my, my English compositions were very normal stuff. Right. How did you get into writing for business tourism? So it's interesting because I started off um, in the marketing department with TTG Asia Media. Um, that was in 2004, I think. And, um, but, you know, the funny thing was right at the beginning, I told the publisher and also the managing director then um, that my intention is eventually to go into the editorial department. And if they support um, interdepartment movements, then I'm, I'm game for joining uh, TTG. And they were very supportive. And, you know, just after a year in the marketing role, um, and uh, a vacancy opened up and the group editor then, uh, Caroline Boy, um, told me about it and she put me in um, as an applicant for the junior reporter role and I got in. Well, I love a woman with a game plan. That was, <laughs> it all worked out. <laughs> it all worked out, yes. <laughs> well, for this launch episode, I'm going to ask you one big question. Mm-hmm. What was the biggest challenge you've ever had to face in your career and how did you overcome that? You know, I would say that this crisis is probably my biggest challenge um, in terms of my um, my career. You know, when the the last time SARS happened, I was still um, I was just fresh out of of school and started on my first job. At that time, I was a comms um, executive with um, a PR agency. And when SARS happened, I was serving uh, uh, the Toys R Us account. There was hardly any retail business, as you can imagine. But you know. Moving from having no income to, to, to my first job, it, it didn't feel so much of a risk. Um, there was no worries about job stability or, or lack of income. But now, you know, uh, there's a lot more worries. I worry not just for myself, but also for my team because, you know, they have their own uh, personal burdens, uh, personal responsibilities to take care of. And I worry constantly whether they're, you know, they're, they're mentally are they well uh, working from home are they coping well with the stress of not knowing what will come in the future? And because we cover the news, we read and write about our companies, um, you know, having to 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 close down or to reduce their manpower, and it's 
not particularly confidence building when you come across uh, content like that. So, so yeah, but we are lucky because um, here at TTG, it, it's very much like a family. Um, even my managing director, he has resisted making very harsh uh, decisions till now. You know, we, we since the crisis started in 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 Feb, um, we have resisted a lot of uh, uh, major major decisions on manpower and salary as long as we could hold out. So I'm really grateful for that. Actually, I know people who have stopped reading the news or watching TV because it's it's a little bit too stressful for them. I can only yeah. imagine that in a newsroom environment, it can be very stressful because you're, <laughs> you're reading all this news all the time. <laughs> yes, that's right. You know, Adeline, I think very early on, uh, sometime in, in March, I wrote um, an opinion piece on how covering the news um, of the the pandemic and its its impact on the business, it's it's a real downer for for us. Um, it, it really hurts us, um, and we feel really sad about the uh, the things that that have happened. But you know we can't avoid this because this is our our job, right? So we try to balance things out by looking for more of the positive side of things. You know, um, for businesses that are pivoting or are um, um, divesting into different ways to to survive, coming up with innovative ways to to carry carry through the business. So I think those kind of stories really help not only to lift our moods but also the moods of um, our audience, and it also inspires uh, them to to think of other ways that they could also innovate and to continue to survive uh, during the crisis. Now, I'm sure that even in this time, you must be drawing from past challenges that you've encountered and the lessons that you've learned from there and um, applying it now. What would some of those previous challenges be? Hmm. I don't think there were any challenge that that was as, as intense um, as, as what we are experiencing now. But there's one um, advice that um, I remember uh, my predecessor, the former group um, editor before me, Raini Hamdi, who is now with uh, Skift. So lucky Skift, they got a good treasure gem here from Asia. Um, Raini always said that, you know, put your people first, always put your people first. And she did, you know, gave me her own experience during the last global financial crisis. She tried as much as and as hard as she could to protect her people and not let any one of them go. And I think that advice has stuck uh, with me. Um, and I'm glad that, you know, that same direction is also maintained by my managing director, which helps in my ability to protect my, my team as much as I could. So if I were to ask you for your number one advice for corporate travel planners to thrive in this time of adversity, would that be the same advice to stick yeah. with your team? Stick with your team and, of course, with, with business travel now, uh, which is so difficult to plan because of the border restrictions and even when green lanes are up and running, there's still a lot of layers of health and safety protocols. I think the people element um, is still very important. So duty of care um, has been said many times. You know, you can't, um, you can't forsake duty of care. Uh, at this point, if you want your travellers to be ready and confident um, to return to travel, they must feel confident that you are taking care of them, of their health and their safety. So yeah, it's always back to the people, always back to the people. Is there a way to do that while minimizing your, your company costs? I think it's difficult. Um, I mean, I've had this conversation with uh, Subash, with the, um, the AAPA, the Asian uh, Association for Airlines. And um, 
you know how airline airfares would, would look like um, when travel first resume um, will very much be a demand and supply game. So we could expect airfares to be a bit more pricey than usual. In fact, when I speak to corporate travel managers here in Asia, most of them only expect travel resumption to be for a business critical purpose. So if it's really business critical, cost will not be so much of an issue because it needs to be done, it needs to be done. So at this point, it's difficult to, to, to get around um, keeping costs down in the initial stages of travel resumption. Well, I admit I didn't want to hear that, but I'm looking forward to catching up with you again in a later episode to see what else you've been finding out. I think you'll have interesting things to share because you've been speaking to so many people. Karen Yue, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Adelaide. Thanks for listening to this episode of Upon Arrival. If you did want to connect with Karen Yue, she's very active on LinkedIn. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the show if you're enjoying the podcast. Now head over to episode 6, our final launch episode, Have I Saved the Best for Last? Karen Bollinger, who gave Melbourne City its most successful business events tourism years on record. Join me then. Join me then.